Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday night and we are back. How are you guys doing? You know who it is, your boy Sean Spencer. And that's my guy, Mr. Will Kramer. Will, how you doing, buddy? Well, doing well, man. We're, the family's hanging in there. We all kind of got the sniffles. Oh, We're yeah. hanging in there. We're making it through. <laughs> what, what's, the, what, what's the weather like down there right now? It's chilly. It's chilly. We're, we're uh, uh, let's see here, around like fifties. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Is, that, yeah, is that cold? Chilly. Is that is that cold for South Carolina? Y'all don't it's get getting there. Yeah, for December. Yeah, we like to be in like the sixties with some sun still. Right. <laughs> Would still rather be down there. We definitely have a uh, a weather alert. Maybe some flurries, some freezing rain. Oh, no, some precipitation. no. Oh, yeah. Hell no. No, no. That is no. That's right. what I got away from. No, I don't like that one bit. Exactly. Exactly. So you already know how that commute is. People Ugh. are already driving like it's here and it's not even here. It's just the anticipation. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, we are so glad you are back with us on our bye week. And, and somehow in this bye, we went from the eighth seed. Oh yeah, out of the playoffs, all the way up to the sixth seed. We're in, baby. Let's go. go. Let's go. <laughs> I'll take it. I will take it. Yo, so we have moved up in there, hey, and now hey, our path is directly in front of us. We win this game seat. exactly, exactly. So, hey, I'm excited about it. I'm I'm excited about kind of what you know what we're looking forward to going yeah. into this. And then I mean, let's pop right into it, man. Seven, five, and one. Coming off the bye, tell me your thoughts of the season. Is this what you expected, Will, at this point in the year? Uh, yeah, kind of, a little bit. You know, um, I think I, I might have said we'd go nine and eight, ten and seven. So we're kind of tracking that way. Um, Record-wise, yes, obviously minus minus the, the tie. The no tie. one, no one right. saw that coming. But I thought we'd be around that five hundred, a game or two above, game or two um, below all season. I never thought we'd get off to the horrible start that we did. You don't have to climb back the way we have. I think the biggest like surprise to me right now is the fact that it's our defense leading the team. Exactly. Yeah. That that's the only part that, that I did not see coming. Yeah. No. I, I'm honestly I'm I'm impressed by our resilience. I mean, starting off one in four, having another slow start, something we said we cannot have, and and then going through kind of the changes that we've gone through, not having Chase all year, having a quarterback change. Brian Robinson being out, you know what I mean? Yeah. You look at all these external issues, not to mention our owner, you know, things things should not look actually as good. They they would be bleak at this particular moment. But the fact that we're seven, five, and one, control of our own destiny, you know, in the driver's seat, like you said. Um uh with this with this schedule and and you know, I yeah, I thought we'd have a lot more health than this. But yeah, I, I could I can agree. I maybe would have thought we were seven and six type. You know, I wouldn't have seen the tie. Maybe something six and seven. You know, we're working. Right. But I didn't, I didn't expect that first five games. You know, to be one and five. No, it you was dire. Mean? Yeah, yeah. It got I mean, it got like like the Bears game was lose this and the season's over. Yo, you know. Speaking oh, of the you, Bears. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oops, oops. Thank right. you, Delilah. Yeah, yeah we're I'm, getting there. We're getting right. there. But I mean, look. Speaking of that game, though, like, well, how close are we from being one and five? Ugh. You know what I mean? He, you know, he technically he, he had the ball in the end zone until St. Juice was able to knock it out and make him have to try to readjust. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we got that game, the, the Falcons game. 
Right. You know, win at the very end. I mean, you could also maybe say the Titans game could be the role reversal on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, there's there's definitely been some some really close close games. I, I, it's kind of funny how Andrew's the first first one to, to comment because I think you know we we talked about this in August. The team has um, relied on the run game, and we did think that we thought they would be a run first team, and they've they've really focused on ball control to to allow the defense to get rest so that we don't have to rotate a whole lot of defensive players. That's kind of been the formula that they've come up with. So some of it we were on, on top of saying like, we're going to be a run first team. Um, and, and it just, it's turned out now where we're at, where like, that has to be, we we're run first and we have to be doing well with the runs. Otherwise, you know, we, we don't have what it takes to get over that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, yeah, things have definitely gotten better throughout the season, but this another year, this has continued to happen. Rivera has continued to get us moving towards the middle of the season. So now we're having, you know, December's that we're actually feeling like as the fans, as a team, we're a part of it. We're in the hunt and this is perfect. Now, with, with that being said, you know, in hindsight, are there any personnel changes that you would have made that you would make during the stretch run? Now, I, kind of explain to me kind of what you were. I, I should maybe I should talk to you about this before. I was thinking like, is this coaches <laughs> like coaches changes or like player wise? What should we okay. do? Like, you know, are there anything that we need to swap out here? Um, it's a hard. I, I think the answer might be no, but some yeah. of that has to do because of injuries. You know. Right. Um, I, I don't love seeing hearing that like Trey Turner's gonna be in there at, at right guard, but uh, what else are we gonna do? Right. You know, um, yeah, I think you know the, the offensive line still is not that great, but I don't know what else they can do to improve it. And with injuries, they're they're kind of stuck anyway. So right. I don't think I have any personnel changes that I that I that I could make at this point. No, I and then that's the thing. I mean, if anything, you know, we're we're we're. <laughs> trying to get people to come in here we're you know we talked about injuries we need people so we're not kind of in that you know luxury where you can sit there and be like ah you know maybe make this move make that move um obviously we know and we're going to talk about this the Carson Witt situation and now he is up as our backup you know yeah. what I mean and um so that's you know more before this season but Ooh, that, yeah yeah I, I support you that put you know put him in a starter I, I support that I'm saying just to figure that out, but yeah, it, it's, I mean, I interesting as far as right now, I don't, I don't think I would make any moves because it's. At, I've at got this, one. Who, who do you have? I've got one. Sorry. Sorry. I interrupted you on that. I would move Sam Cosme into right guard. They did it a little bit last game against the giants. Um, I think at this point with our offensive line, we are now needing to play the, just play your best five because yeah. of the injuries. And I think, uh, Cosme and uh, Lucas are better than Trey Turner and Cosme or Trey Turner and Lucas, Anybody you know? So, and, and they've said that Cosme could have, could be a, a guard in actuality, you know, that he yeah. may not, not be a, a tackle long-term. And so like, let's do it for injury you know, reasons. And maybe that just improves our offensive line. So did they, did they not, I know they had put him down there just for last game, but is that not – it's not permanent? They're going to put him back at tackle? I don't – I'm not sure. So Trey Turner was coming back this week, so I, I'm not sure what, what that means. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, right. National <laughs> 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 Harbor Rod or Potomac Rivera? What? <laughs> I have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> we'll win another game. How about them yeah. apples, Dallas? Yeah. That's right. 
Coming for you. Come on here. Coming for you, Jared. See you in week 18. That's right. That's right. We'll we'll take down Cooper Rush. Might have to have you on the show, brother. (laughs) Invite. Put the invite out there. (laughs) No, but yeah, honestly, so yeah, I I would would love to definitely move him inside. Um, At at this particular point, I mean, if we're talking the interest of next year and things like that, you know, McKissick has kind of, with the emergence of Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson running, and then Jonathan um, Williams mm-hmm. in the backfield, you know, we've seen kind of how Patterson's gone back to the, you know, practice squad. He hasn't been really activated that many times. You know, we, there ain't that much spot if you, I mean, obviously injuries is something, but, you know, he might be somebody that we could think about moving for some draft picks or moving for something. And it, and it makes you think back to the beginning of the season when it was like he was so close to moving, then he came back. And had had we known this, how our running game was going to be, it was like, might have been like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, stay on out there. So that's like question number six. What would you have done differently in free agency? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's my, trying, my number one answers. All right, that's what I was trying not to go back to that. One. All right, man, all right, yo, we got to move on because I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself already. Yo, speaking of speaking of the offense, speaking of even both sides of the ball. Are there any scheme changes you would make during this stretch run? I, there is one. I would like to see us get involved in, in the quick passing game a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. run so many doggone bubble screens for our wide yeah. receivers. And I was listening to a pod this week. They were saying they're so unsuccessful. Yeah. Um, and part of it being is Norwell and Trey Turner are not getting to the second level to block it. Right. So if we're not doing it, like if our if our line can't do this, stop calling the plays. Mm. Let's stop doing that. Yeah, you know, you think back to the um, that the the game against the Giants in the very final play on offense for us, we ran a bubble screen to Curtis Samuel, you know, and it went nowhere, and because we couldn't block the second level to free him up and let right. him run. So I'd, I'd like to see us scrap that call and just do a lot more quick screens how often was terry open against the giants on screen passes? exactly yeah this isn't that hard yeah. i don't understand why why it takes why, why we don't do this more often you see it all across the nfl on screens like the the, the receivers are too fast for corners to keep up with it like especially yeah. third down they may be accept you know expecting it but first or second down you only need to get five six yards let's do that the other thing for me is I'd like to see us get our tight ends involved a little bit more. Logan Thomas has really had a wash of the season. Yeah. And some of it is because of injuries, but um, he's he our tight ends in general were way more involved in the offense last year, and this year they're not at all. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and one of the ways to do that, one of the things I'm thinking, one of the things I think we need to do, we need to run more of the RPO. Our running game is a threat. From either our uh, either Curtis Samuel, Brian Robinson, or Antonio Gibson, we also have a threat with Taylor Heineke and his legs. Mm-hmm. If they, people will obviously once we get that motion going and we run the ball and we're handing it off and having the the whole line shift and everything, people the defenses are running with that. That back end is wide open a number of times and a number of times they've looked and they've gotten that, but they haven't consistently done that. They mm-hmm. need to continue that, utilize legs. And what this also does, I almost want to get it similar to uh, RG3's offense. You remember oh, in, like, 
you know what I mean? You remember in those those games, I, I can't remember, I think it was the Saints game for sure, definitely the Dallas game, where they that true RPO, where he's looking to either hand off, run, or he has that option to throw it right up the middle. That slant in that, think about that with Terry coming down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would hold that mm-hmm. linebacker right there. We need to get invested in doing some more of that because, look, I'm looking at Daniel Jones. I'm looking at Justin Fields. I'm looking at uh, Jalen Hurts. All these guys who have had pretty solid years, at least, and with rushing, Taylor can do – if this. If Taylor's already can move. He's already mobile. Let's get him mm-hmm. out there with let, – let him use his legs a little bit more. Basically, I'm saying let's like kind of take the take the uh, chances away from him throwing interception. All right, right. <laughs> we right. know he can. He's mobile, and we know he's nifty on his feet. You know, he's not one of these guys that's he's mobile, but he's gonna get. He's not. He's careless. You know, he could. We've seen him hit that spin move. We've seen him. You know, get down uh, and and act as a running back. So let's you know kind of move that along because I think if we use that, that's gonna freeze the defense then we have the opportunity to kind of hit some plays. You talk about those quick passes, these quick slants, uh, a tight end right up the gut. How many times did, you know, RG3, or even back when uh, Carson Wentz was running that RPO, how many times did he sit there, hold it, hold it, and then pop up and hit the tight end on a seam route? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Let's sit there and use it and, and start using things inside that box. You yeah. know, there's seven in front, our guys right here. Let's sit here and start gashing that box because there's success in there. If Brian Robinson doesn't just bulldoze it over, we got Gibson and um, McKissick, or, or not McKissick, Gibson and Samuel, and sometimes McLaurin on jet sweeps and and you know kind of option runs in the backfield. Let's keep doing that. Keep yeah. moving that, and you know keep that defense on their heels. So yeah, that's definitely something I would like to see changed on. I think that's a great idea, especially like you mentioned the the RPO over the middle. Um, as you were you were talking, I started thinking about like, oh, maybe we need to run him on some more boots and stuff where if no one's open, it, he can run it. But then, you know, we're limiting how many players he needs to be throwing it to, that type mm-hmm. of stuff. But he's not that accurate on the run. He's had some problems. Mm-hmm. But but there's a big difference between on the run versus RPO, and, and he can be you know, already in his drop. So so I think that that's a good, good idea. Mm-hmm. In this game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So hey, so yeah, so and you got you got any other scheme changes? You think that I don't think so. No. Yeah, I think I'm good with that. I think I'm definitely good with that, which brings us to our team. So let, let's break down the players. You know we got schemes, you know we got personnel, but let, let's talk about the guys, the offense, okay. the defense. At this point in the season, seven, five, and one, going into week fifteen, who is your offensive and defensive MVP thus far this season? Mm-hmm. I think offensive would be our, our best player, Terry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because the games that we feature him in, we, we are much more successful, much more competitive. Yeah. So so I started thinking about Brian Robinson, honestly, mm. um, which is with the resurgence of when he's come in and been helped. When he finally was became healthy and played, he's made a huge difference. But but I am gonna go Terry. Um on defense. It's, it's our two nose tackles. Yeah. <laughs> our deep tackles. I mean, it's, I, I say this every week, but I guess yep. I guess it's like they've just finally become the wrecking crew that I was hoping they would be when we drafted him. Drafted okay. both of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No I'm, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on Terry. Honestly, when I first saw this and I started saw MVP, my first thought uh, was, well, 
the MVP every year is Tressway, the most consistent day in, day out, comes to work, does his job, and is not a bad dude, you know, on the side either. You know what I mean? So, but going with offense, yeah, I just think it's hard to go elsewhere. From day one, he's been the guy. Caught the game winner in the first one. He sat yeah. here and consistently got catches that Colts game. His catch was the difference. That was the motivation that brought mm-hmm. us down. And each game, that Philly game, there was a couple plays that he made. One that uh, it was thrown in a way that the corner could have easily jumped it. But uh, Terry McLaurin came back to the ball. And something that you teach wide receivers to do, he did it. So he made sure he was catching, that he could catch it. And it was a first down that we needed to keep the thing, you know, to, to secure that victory. So, I mean, he's our natural, he's our leader. He's, he's moved into that role. He's been more vocal about it. So yeah, I'm right on board with you. Jared said, Payne, you said those defensive guys, I, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with you, but in interest in the spirit of trying to give more people in this, I'm going to go ahead and say the guy that you've been talking about, man, I'm going to go ahead and say Jamin Davis. He's leading the team. I, I understand. He leads a team in tackles on defense. Yo, he has 51 solo, but 78 total. He's got two forced fum, uh, two fumble recoveries, got three sacks. Not major numbers, but his improvement, and especially in the absence of Cole Holcomb, has mm-hmm. absolutely been paramount. It's been the one thing that we've needed that's kind of to sustain that defense. We Like you said, that, that front line is gold. You know what I mean? And... I wonder how good because they work well in tandem. The Alabama boys, Payne yeah. and and uh, and uh, Jonathan Allen. So I, you know, but it's interesting to see that in a spot with Jamin Davis, we kind of were worried once Cole Oakland was gone. Like, okay, well, what's going on? Can he take over the reins? But him coming in and stepping up, especially in that absence, is just it's what we needed. And hey, he, MVP might be a stretch. But I didn't want to say the same thing you said, so that's where I'm going to go with that. Well, it's a great answer because, like you said, we were thin going in at linebacker. And the guy who we were secure about has been hurt for half the season, and he's gone the rest of the season. So someone needed to step up. And I even read this week where Jamin Davis is wearing the green dot now. So he's calling the plays. Which, you know, they wanted – they had him do it last year, and he was was just – it was just too much. Yeah. Um, but that's just showing his evolution to, to and making strides. And like you said, it, it's been needed. Um, I think the, the reason, obviously, because of the play. But what's um, but mo- what most surprised me this year about our interior uh, D tackles is their pass rush. Mm-hmm. Deron Payne has never been a, a, a pass rush specialist, no. and yet he's he's become that this year. And that that's what separated him. In my opinion, he's always been this guy who would take up, take up space, take up blockers, eat up stuff for other guys to eat. Now he's been getting his, and, and that's that's been huge for us. Oh yeah, and absolutely. I, think, I just I don't I don't know what we do without him next year. Truthfully, mm, yeah, yeah. And going back through the years, we've definitely talked about kind of the moves that they we thought they were going to make, mm-hmm. and we've said that this is this is a contract year for him. But he, I mean, he's far exceeded expectations this year. You know what I mean? I mean, to your point, like, he is a threat in the rush. And not just to clog up the line. Like, he's a threat to, if not get to the quarterback, disrupt that play. How many times? I mean, the Atlanta game, that tip pass was the difference in the ball game. So, you know, definitely well-deserving. Well-deserving. So, um, 
definitely. He has eight and a half sacks. Never yeah. thought I'd see him get that many. No, not at all. I mean, our, our lead- two D tackles have sixteen sacks in the season. Hmm. Pretty maybe good. they should. Maybe they should have been the one talking about uh, tag team sack <laughs> record. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yo. But even Montez Sweat, man, even with him not being singular, being by himself and not paired with Chase Young, I think – and you, you're one that you have said called him out. Like, you you need to step it up. Stop the jibber-jabber and let's go. And he has. Through this year and by the help of that D-line, mm-hmm. definitely he's definitely stepped up um, this uh, this season – coming in and he's a threat man he's a threat and clean it up a lot you know whatever the the interior guys don't get yeah i mean you you could make the argument that the entire defensive line is the mvp on the defense you know because like you said yeah eight and a half seven and a half and seven sacks for sweat um so there's there that's kind of the production we we thought all along we'd be seeing out of that many first round picks and you're right I, i was so concerned about his selfish play of 2021 that would he adapt to this scheme? Um, and I was ready to put money down that Ron would cut him at the end of the year um, mm-hmm. because he wouldn't, but he has, he's, he's played a whole lot better. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see these last couple games with uh, if his, if his buddy comes back, hmm. what changes? Come on now. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Cause you know, my mantra is not broke. Do not fix it. Look, we got to keep this thing moving because we're talking about the offense and the defense and we've seen who's who's our impact players to start, but let's talk about who flourished. Who who flourished on offense and defense that maybe you did not expect. I'll start, and I'm going to say Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson has over 500 yards on the ground, over 300 yards receiving. He also has a number of yards returning the kicks. Last year, we know, coming out of last year, his big thing was the fumbles. We've known that was a big issue. Even in that first those first couple of preseason games, he fumbled early that allowed Brian Robinson to come in. And then all of a sudden we have all but counted Gibson out, you yeah. know, and there've been people on from other teams that have said, you know, at the trade deadline, you know, Gibson, he might be on the trade block. He might be on the trade block. One of the things that I think that happened and we noticed it in the last two preseason games, once Brian Robinson got going, Gibson was able to work off of that. And it definitely increased and in, increases game. As he's gotten going, especially with Brian Robinson coming back in that Tennessee game, that tandem is is dynamic. Mm-hmm. Those guys have been able to play off each other, and I feel like just the fact that Gibson has not had to be the main guy. I think of DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams and how great Jamal Williams is. He doesn't have the most yards, but he's getting multiple touchdown games. He's he's an asset in the, in the uh, pass game. That is a, that is very similar to Antonio Gibson. Us utilizing getting him out there in space, getting him on sometimes some screens or some draws, he has blown up. And and not to mention, we talked about throughout this year that we have had basically a non-existent kick return and or punt return because of Dax Milne. Gibson gives us a threat. Now there are been we 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 got to stop holding and clipping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So because he but he is able to get you know. 30, 40 yard returns, and all of a sudden we're flipping the field, which is huge when it when you come to thinking about uh Taylor Heineke and you know not making him have to go the length of the field. Albeit he can do it, but you know, you know, trying to make it a little easier for him. So on offense, that's definitely my guy. And on defense, I gotta go with Derek Forrest. I mean, I did not expect no. 
this at all this year. 44 tackles, two forced fumbles, three interceptions, and six passes deflected. And, and especially as of late, this guy has come on, man. He And he's he stepped into the role. And, and I love it because he said, you know, I appreciate the fact that my coaches gave me the opportunity. The guys believed in me. And and I just I took that and I ran with it. Let so hey, I got I gotta shout him out because with him and Cam Curl out there, you know, that's almost a no-fly zone. You know, what you know, we had some stuff in the in the early 90s with the Brad Edwards and the you know um Alvin Waltons and the, and Danny Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles was there, right? You know, we had those guys and people, man, we were picking things off left and right. He's kind of bringing the at least in the, his play in the last several weeks. He's been bringing that back, and that's something I definitely did not expect. I didn't. I did not expect for him to be much more than a special teams guy. And the fact that he's been able to get in and flourish like he has, I, I, I'm so impressed by that. So what you got, man? His pass coverage is what has surprised me the most because we knew he was going to be a good special teams player. We knew he was a thumper. He he hit some guys in the preseason last year. But you're right. The fact that he's become the starting free safety, that has been has been key. And his emergence has allowed for the guy that I did not think is flourished. So I'm going to start defense first. Hmm. The first one you, you got to mention is Jamin Davis. But we've, we've kind of talked about his, his resurgence. Um, so I'm going to say the guy that I pick on, Bobby McCain. Because what Derek Forrest has done is he's been able to take over at free safety. And McCain has been used as a the nickel corner at times. Mm-hmm. He's been used at in three safety combos. He's allowed those guys to move around. He's been able to be used as a weapon. Give me one second to cough. Yep. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, and, and especially taking over as nickel which is where we we were having some problems, especially once we got rid of William Jackson. Mm. That became huge. He played a huge role in that, um, taking a spot where he's actually not bad at. And he comes up and plays hard on the line of scrimmage when he sees wide receiver screens and that type of stuff. So I'm going to give Bobby McCain has, has done a whole lot better this season than I thought. Um, on, on offense, Curtis Samuel, mm. not yeah. just because of a receiver – but because the same things you talk about Gibson is that we've utilized him as a weapon. Yeah. How, you know, he, he gets three, four handoffs a game and, and he busts them. You know, yeah. he can get us first downs. He can get us more than 10 yards um, to not, you know, not just move the chains, but also have a chunk play. It's been, he's been way better to the point where like you see him out there and go, oh, okay. All right. So that is why we got him. Right. Um, right. And, and I can remember watching him in, at, at, um, Carolina and not really thinking much of him as a, as a receiver. Yeah. Um, he did really well in the game against us. Uh, the final year he was in Carolina. I was like, man, this mm-hmm. guy's a bit of a weapon, but I never really thought of him as, as like this dynamic receiver when we were signing him. But when you use him in multiple ways and get yes. him the ball and give him the ball in space, it, he absolutely is an asset on your team. And I, mm-hmm. I like that they've, they've gotten him involved in more ways than just mm-hmm. being a wide receiver. Kind of thinks back to when we signed Randall L and tried to make him a you know an outside receiver. Like right. that's not really right. what he what he was what he was good at. And we we kept Curtis Samuel doing what he's good at. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's definitely helped us. That's definitely, definitely helped us. And 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 like I hey, I've talked about that all, all year. That motion. That motion, each time he goes over, and especially the fact that he's a threat, 
it, it, you know, defense, they, they pick up on that, and that's all they do. They follow the motion. They follow the motion. And that's opened up a running game, like, so much. So, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yo, keeping this thing right, moving right along, though, who has struggled on the offense or the defense that we did not expect? And I think there's a lot, there's a lot of people that we could say. Um, for me, starting on the offense, I got, I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. It was the two guards. Trey oh, Turner yeah. and, and Norwell. Like, I, when, I I don't – I mean, we can go back to the videotape. I know I was excited. When I was like, all right, cool. Sheriff's gone fine, but we get two guys in here that have played in the league that, you know, and they're healthy, they're ready to go. Yes, let's get it. Man, I was wrong. <laughs> what in the world, man? Now, man, I totally regret that. I don't, you know, maybe I, – I, you know, maybe it's a system. Maybe it's just, they just aren't that great. I mean, you know, Trey Turner's with the Steelers, and they didn't – they didn't resign him. They let him go. So and they have a bad offensive line. Right. That should have told you something right there. So, you know, that that's definitely something that I just didn't I didn't see it. I did <laughs> not see that coming, man. And I and, it, and it's definitely reared his ugly head for a good portion of the season. Um, and, um, defensively, honestly, on, on defense, this is this is not for a player. This is for an injury then we're going to go into it towards the last question but i expect to see chase back mm. i know we said maybe potentially week eight or anything like that i didn't think it was going to drag out this long yeah i'm not i'm not upset with it per se because we've talked about hey if, if we can get you know get him back towards the end let him get going and get on the pitch you know maybe and get rearing for the playoffs cool you know limit the injuries whatever get him on the pitch count i'm with that but I just I don't know. I really thought with everything that you know, we follow. I follow him on you know Instagram and all that. So with everything that you see, you're just like, oh, he's gonna come back. He's ready. He's ready. And it just kept week after week. And you know Rivera saying, well, you know he's he can come back, and we don't know. It, it's just you know, come on, man. And, and now us knowing it's him, it's his psyche. The doctors mm-hmm. have cleared him, and it's I I just that I I did not expect that. That's and and. We've been able to pick up with James Smith Williams, with you know, sweat with our D line playing the way it has, but still, that's it's just like, man, you know, you you know, I'm gonna pick you the guy, yeah. you know. Now, now, this is the opposite of the RG3 where he came back way too early, mm-hmm. and then obviously, that you know, he was never the same. So, and maybe you know, down the line in hindsight, we'll definitely look at this and be like, okay. This this was it needed to happen. Now he's perfectly healthy and he's he's been better ever since. But I just expected him to be back, and 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 it's just a me as a personal thing. I was just like, "Dag man, what's what's going on, man?" So yeah, that's that's where I'm at with what the, the struggling. I'm with you. That's a great great point. I mean, we never thought it would take this long to to get him back. And we said we said Halloween. Mm-hmm. We're a good five six weeks after Halloween. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we definitely thought he'd be back. Um, on offense, the tight end room. Where have they been all season? Yeah. Yeah. Like we knew that that Logan Thomas was going to be rehabbing a knee, and it may take him some time to get going. But he's been back for a while, and and it's just not been that big of a an impact player. He's yeah. made catches here and there, yes, and you know stuff like that, but. Not nearly, and I don't know if that's because we have better wide receivers and those are the options that our quarterbacks are picking or, or what's going on there. But, you know, even with, with Carson Wentz in there, we really thought, oh, my gosh, two tight ends, here we go. Right. Right. You know, like that's going to be, you know, 
Logan's going to be Carson's favorite target. Never happened. Then this other guy thought he was a training camp darling. He got hurt. Cole. And he's been non-impact all year. Cole Turner. Right. Yeah. And we all we were talking about is we got our version of Ertz and Goddard. Yep. Turner's yep. going to be unstoppable. <laughs> he's, you know, he's going to learn how to how to block, but for now he's going to be this pass catching, you know, red zone threat. He ain't doing anything this year. Not a thing, man. You know, mm-hmm. and as we get to some of the other questions, I'm going to kind of talk about that fifth round pick that we made. You mm. know, it's like it's it's and I, I think you know he got a little bit derailed by by injuries, mm. but then he got passed on the depth chart by an undrafted rookie yeah. out there, you know, Armani Rogers. You know, and so that that's been really disappointing. Um, defense is a hard one to say who has struggled. Mm-hmm. I will say that the only thing I'm going to say he hasn't struggled, but I thought we'd get more splash plays from um, Cam Curl. Yeah, I thought we were about to see him become a superstar. Like, a, right. oh, we're going to have to pay a lot of money for this guy. Take that next step, yeah. And I do think that. Some of the, the defensive improvements have coincided with him coming back because he does make a lot of just tackles out there and steady mm-hmm. influence. But I just haven't seen, like, as a rookie, he made a bunch of interceptions, you know, to, and, and think about that game against the 49ers, his pick six. And so we haven't seen those impact plays this season. So I guess I'm, I'm kind of stretching here trying to, you know, criticize him for that because I still think he's a solid player. But he's had a solid season but not a spectacular season. Right, right. Yeah, and, and and I wonder, yeah, that injury, you know, we talked about that. I wonder how much that played into, but, you know, I he's still up there. and But, yeah, and, and like I said, but, he, again, that's why I chose Chase Young, who has not played a snap, because, yeah, I really don't want to talk. You know, our defense is, is, is playing, I think, better than, than expected. We saw yeah. Ben Badone break, and they're actually a formidable force. So, yeah. you know, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. But uh, in a place that I definitely know we, we got our eyes on and some things that hindsight <laughs> has us definitely replaying some of the things, what would you have done differently in free agency? And since I've already given yeah, some of my <laughs> – But the McKissick, the, yeah. we, you and I talked about this in the offseason about, you know, we, we are, have a good two-headed monster. Once we saw how Brian Robinson worked and what that did for Gibson kind of took – you know, the weight of the world off his shoulders, they were a two-headed monster. Jonathan Williams emerged. I didn't see that. You called that out. Shout out to you. And he has definitely come in as a bruising back, you know, uh, and a second dose to kind of Brian Robinson. You know, Jared Patterson, a darling that we had a year ago, kind of fell by the wayside in, in the practice squad. And McKissick, you know, there would be times when I'd be looking on there and be like, where is McKissick? Like, where I haven't seen him in a while until the point where I asked you that one time. It's like, oh, he's hurt. You know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, my goodness. And you go back to that trade that might have happened, and we don't know why he decided to come back. I mean, he was a big part of our offense a year ago, but we didn't have Curtis Samuel a year ago. Curtis Samuel and, and McKissick do essentially the same thing where they're coming in, you're, you know, line up on the outside, come in the backfield, do the motion and whatnot. Curtis Samuel is, is different. <laughs> when we get him, like you said, when you get him in, in his wheelhouse, that the poor man's Debo Samuel, if you will, he, I mean, he is a, a playmaker. Not saying McKissick is it, but you just having the same guy doing, it, it's just, it's not common. 
You know what I mean? So that's one of those moves where I'm kind of like, you know, eh, you might have just kind of, uh, you ain't got to go, but you can go ahead and go somewhere else. Like, it's just there's not going to be that ball. that We talked about this at the beginning of the year. There's not going to be that many balls that can go in around. We've seen their tight ends aren't getting as many looks, and they haven't played our uh, De'Ami Brown, some of those other wide receivers aren't getting as many with the emergence of Samuel and Gibson at the backfield of McLaurin. You know, it's not that many balls go around. And I just, I'm a kiss. Like, I just don't see a future here for him if things stay the way they had are. So, yeah, I, I think you hit it perfectly. And I almost wonder if they did let him sign elsewhere because of that. But then we heard a lot of the players complained when he signed with Buffalo. They went mm-hmm. to Ron and the manager and said, what, what are you doing? We right. can't lose this guy. And it was almost like then we had to do this whole like, uh, okay, we'll match it. We'll match that. We'll right. give you that. You know, that type of stuff. But I, I, you're right. Like if their plan the whole time was to get a Brian Robinson type running back, a bruiser, knowing that you have Gibson as you do, knowing that you have Curtis Samuel that you want to use as a weapon, you could have used that money. I think he got about a $5 million contract. So we're not talking about a lot, but we probably needed another veteran quarterback. Yeah. You know, against the Giants the, the, and against the Falcons, we were starting a seventh round pick at corner. Hmm. Now, I know we thought that William Jackson would work out. And so that's kind of why. But even still, we, we complained the whole time we were really concerned about our, our number four corner. Yep. And there was a little, you know, some veterans out there, and we could have used that money to get somebody, uh, you know, instead to to provide to provide some some help on that in the back end there. So I agree with you that. And as much as you and I too, though, were sad when he signed with Buffalo, and then giddy when he signed back with us. I mean, we we were we were going crazy. Yeah, the fact that you know he left Buffalo to sign with us. It's like you got to kind of look and say. That wasn't that wasn't even fair to the player to bring it back mm-hmm. here because there's just like you said it perfectly. There's only one ball to go around, right, right. You know, now we couldn't have expected that Wentz wasn't going to be in the game, and you know that um, Taylor was going to be in there because you know obviously Wentz did try to get it to certain people. He did try to move it out. Taylor, it's Terry McLaurin, and you know a couple other guys. It's not. He ain't he ain't he he can distribute it around, but he's really going to Terry and you know he's focusing on you know the running game and that type yeah. of stuff. So yeah, it's you know it's it's interesting. We couldn't have called that, but yeah, no, I, I, I completely feel you on that. I completely feel you on that. Anything else you would have done? I Definitely. Don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. What about would you what about that trade with Carson? I don't hate the idea. I don't hate the the concept. Um because it it's kind of interesting. I mean, you look at the options were Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. They were Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I hope Jack is watching this or watches it later. I'm going to make fun of you. You said that we should have gotten Matt Ryan. Oh. You know, all these guys struggle that changed team. So it's a wild situation. I mean, Russell Wilson, look what the Broncos are, are hamstrung yeah, with at right now. Right. So I don't hate the idea, especially the fact that we can get out of it in a year. You know, if, if it's not working out, because um, I don't know what other options. Because I wouldn't have wanted to go the 17 games with with Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I'll say right. that I, right. I would not have. Um, and I don't think I love the quarterbacks enough to say that they were worth a second, third round 
pick to let Heineke take the first part of the season and then turn it over, kind of like what the Falcons are doing. I don't know if Desmond Ritter excited me that much to say, yeah, that's the route we should go. Right, right. And, I, you know, I honestly – Looking back, I mean, I was, you know, I was, I was amped about this, just like I was about Fitz, Fitz uh, Magic a year ago. You know, I wanted him in here, and I was excited through the off season. And we talked about it. <laughs> it's funny on on the YouTube channel. One of the most popular videos is us saying in training camp, Carson looks like he's struggling, and they lambasted us for that. Oh my goodness, are you kidding? Let him play. He's gonna be great. Colts fans were coming out the woodworks like, yo, yeah, he's they're either like, yeah, he's going to be this or they're like, no, he's going to be great. So, you know, I, I liked the move. And honestly, like like we talked about before, Carson still leads the team in passing. How many weeks has he been out? You know what oh, I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But. OK, the, the, the whole persona of Taylor Heineke is coming in as backup. A year ago, he he didn't have to be a backup for that that long, not even a half, not right. even the first half. Of the game. This year, he had somebody else in there. Now, I'll be, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what if we were four and one when the injury happened. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Does think the things change? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's I I like it because it kind of put that chip back on Taylor's shoulders. He came back in. And, and, you know, kind of had that energy about him and he led the team, got them jacked up. You know, the schedule definitely helped, but there were some solid wins in there, a la the Philly game. You know, we were doing good in the in the Vikings game until obviously the late game interception. Yeah. But we have been in those ends because he's – it's kind of that – I had uh, – I, I they signed me two years ago and brought in Fitzpatrick. He got hurt and I was in. Obviously, they're not with me, so they signed somebody else. They made a big move to sign somebody else to bring him in here. He played five games, and then I get another chance, fortunately, because he gets hurt. And now it's like, now it's it's the do or die. This might be my last shot. So it's forcing him into a corner that I like. It's same thing with Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. Once Robinson came in, you know, we had a bunch of people talking about trade, trade Gibson, trade Gibson. If he gets that in his head, he's like, oh, snap. Well, I better step my game up. And now he's invaluable and all the different positions we kind of have him at. So, you know, I, I think it was good for that standpoint. Yeah. And like you said, the fact that we could potentially get out of it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it is. But, I mean, speaking of which, Rivera said, so now he's back. He is going to be our backup. He's officially cleared and back on the active roster. He will be our number two. Ron Rivera said, you know, he right now start with a backup. Then we'll see. Do you think we see Carson Wentz behind center again this season? I think the probability is high. I do. I think if Ron didn't want this controversy, he would have said, Taylor's our guy and we're sticking with him. The fact that he said, and then we'll see. Um, Because we got to also remember, they knew what they had in Taylor Heineke. Yeah. They went out and traded picks away to bring in somebody. Mm-hmm. All right. They were excited. They said, we're going to go get a quarterback this offseason. Okay. They didn't say that. Then that was not, we're going to go extend the guy that we have in house to be our quarterback for five years. It was, we're going to go get someone else to be our quarterback. So I think it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, honestly, if we lose to the Giants, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is in next week. Yep. I'll say yep. that. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, so I don't think, so I do, I think there's a real good chance we may see him not because we're going to lose this week though, just in general, I think Ron's looking for that excuse to say, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'm going to go back to Carson. Right. Right. And that's, and that's a tricky game, man. Cause you know, you don't want to lose the locker room no. sitting here trying to play this little back and forth because we've seen the Taylor mess up. And, and see, this is the thing. It's going to have to be something very bad. I mean, three interceptions and we're getting blown out type thing where it's like, okay, or, or an injury mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, bring in the back, bring in Carson because we've seen the guy mess up multiple times before and you've still ridden with him. Now you didn't have many much of an option. You yeah. know, you didn't want to bring Sam Howell in here that early. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how this whole thing plays out, but it, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I, man. So it's funny. Go ahead. Well, you, you finish your thought and then I'll say so. And I was saying it's funny. We I put up I started putting up the clips from the show, and one of the clips I put up was our question that we asked last week, which was, you know, what should we do going forward at quarterback? Somebody commented on it like 10 minutes after I put it up, and they're like, he's like, Yeah, man, I agree, but I do wonder what Carson would look like with a solid running game. And one, I mean, one has to ask that. I mean, we have a a, a solid one-two punch right now in, in in Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. That's definitely hidden some of the the, the issues that we've had um, with Taylor Heideke. What if you have somebody that can like extend that defense and kind of take those safeties out of the box? Like, what what is that? What do what do you think, man? Well, that's been the whole kind of argument for bringing, giving Carson the chance again is he never had the running game that that we do now. And to say exactly just that, if he had a running game and he had this ball control offense that we have, we ran so many pass plays and we were aggressive using his arm strength and arm talent that we are a totally different philosophy today. Um, there's a reason we, we have ball control, not just because it kind of fits Heineke's strength, but then it also allows our defense. Allen and Payne and Sweat don't come off the field because they're not playing that much because of our ball control offense. They're not tired. It's It's been that hand-in-hand play here, that, that um, complimentary football, as you like to say. Yep. But so I do I do wonder what would he be like. The only concern that I have is with all these injuries on the offensive line, the biggest like struggle I should have said, or a surprise maybe I had on, on offense, um, even beyond the tight ends was the lack of mobility from Carson Wentz. Hmm. His pocket presence is bad. And he has, he, he doesn't ha- he did not show any mobility, any willingness to get out of the pocket and run like we used to see when he was with the All Eagles. Time. All the time. He crushed us with the Eagles and he, he was not, he's, and so he may not be that player anymore. Because then if he's not, this offensive line is still not built for him to have success. Where Heineke is better at not only scrambling to get out of the play. Think back to that fourth and four play against the Giants where he ran mm-hmm. to the sidelines, threw across his body to throw that yeah. ball to, to Curtis Samuel. But Heineke also does have a better sense of knowing the offense of when do I just need to get rid of this ball? Get it out of here to not take a sack where Carson will hold on to it because he knows, well, if I hold it one more split second longer, I can get it in there. And Heineke knows that this play is busted. Let me get rid of it. So I don't think this offensive line that is set up to help Carson succeed. My 
biggest wonder is what's going on in that locker room on the offense. What's going on with these receivers? Um, because we, we've talked about it. We don't have a downfield passing game. Like I know Terry loves Heineke and loves his, his moxie and his courage. Does he love catching 10 yard passes and mm. then getting hit? Mm-hmm. Or does he like running that, that deep route with Carson against the Jaguars where he catches it, you know, and runs the, the next 20 yards into the end zone. Right. 75 yard pass to Deami Brown. There's no Deami Brown with Taylor Heineke. He doesn't have the arm to get it to him. So no. I really wonder, are the receivers really happy though with this offense, <laughs> with this type of quarterback? It, it brings me back to 2015 when RG three got hurt. And I, I go back to this a lot where sometimes you gotta, you gotta really watch what the players say. And Santana Moss came out right after and said, we'll be all right. We we can move the ball. And what he was basically saying is we have a backup who's a better quarterback. And we all know it, mm-hmm. you know. And, mm-hmm. and he obviously was referring to about Kirk Cousins. And I, they haven't come out to say that yet. You haven't heard any of the players say it. They love Taylor's leadership. They love his attitude. We all do. You and I feed off it mm-hmm. um, too. But from a statistics standpoint, from a – just playing the game standpoint, from a threat standpoint, from a offensive schematics, he's very limited. You gotta yeah. wonder if the receivers are, are actually happy with that. Oh yeah, and let's let's be honest, winning cures all. You know, we're yes. six one and one in the last eight weeks. You know what I mean? That I mean, it, it's easy to be like, yeah, it's all good because we continue to win, and he's Great continuing point. to do that. He hasn't had this game that's huge two, three interception game where he's just chucking up these randos to, you know, to, to the defense, almost Neil O'Donnell type where it's like, nobody's even around. You know what I mean? Everything we've either been able to recover from, or it just, you know, like the Vikings game, it was just too late. And, you know, we even still had a chance in that, in that game. Um, uh, Oh yeah. So I, but, but another thing that you kind of want to think about is that, Going into the playoffs, we're going to have to face now. If we if we end up, you know, kind of getting up to maybe the fifth seed, maybe we can win that game against Dallas and win out and potentially because I think right now we're at six. Maybe we jump up and we're gonna need some help from them. But maybe we get into that and we have to play. Um, we have we get to play a, a Tampa Bay, you know, or like right now it's slated us to play uh, not Minnesota, San Francisco. You know what I mean? Well, right. But we're going to get a shot to play them yeah. in a couple of weeks. So we'll see how that goes. But, you know, I mean, think about it. If we have to play, I mean, we could beat a Philly potentially, but we're going to need to put the ball up in the air. Yes. We can't just score 20 points and, and be okay with it. That's one of the arguments Janae had for me is like, look, outside of the first two games, you guys have scored an average like 24, like 20. 21, 22, 23 points. That's it. That's what you average. When you come up against a high-powered offense that can put up 30 regularly, 35, 40 regularly, you, how are you going to be – is your defense going to be able to sustain? And that's a valid question. That's a valid question. You're welcome, today. <laughs> but it's the right. truth. Yes. It's the truth. So it makes you wonder, now that we have a solid running game, going into the playoffs, which is what it looks like You know, we're, we're in, inevitably going to get to – if we keep on this run, you know, we need to start thinking about that downfield threat because 
going back to one of the things you were saying about the wide receivers, it was a they made a point. Even the commentators talked about Jahan Dotson had a handful of targets in the, in his two games back, and they had to make a point to get it to him in this game. And we saw what happened. You know, Carson Wentz wasn't having a problem getting it to Jahan Dotson. You know, we, we were one and four, but he led the league in rookie wide receiver touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you have those kind of threats where you have Terry, who he can still get it to. He has C- Curtis Samuel. He has Diami that he's getting to. He, You know, everybody was eaten. And hence the reason why he's still leading, leading us in, in uh, passing yards right now. So it, it just makes you wonder. It makes you wonder if, if we need to go ahead and, and just see going down the stretch because, you know, you start winning a couple more games, you start starting to think, hey, wait a minute. We might be hitting the right the stride right at the right time. Like, right. you know, well, let's see what happens with this thing, man. Right, right. You know? So we'll it's, see. It's, a, it's a tough decision for Ron. Truly. Oh, it is. It is. You what know? up, Nathan? <laughs> oh, yeah. It is definitely going down the stretch, man. Uh, we, and look, and we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but, but I do agree. If he comes out here and has – off of, off of a bye week and has a poor performance, ew, it, it's not going to look good. And, they, you know, it's not, it's not a coincidence that Ron did say, you know, he's starting this game, but we'll see. We'll see how how things play out because you got a cannon out there and we we don't have a real deep, you know, passing threat. If we right. could then implement that in the offense with this, but don't rock the boat's not broke, don't fix it. There's a whole bunch of things, man. We mm-hmm. will definitely see. So who is better? Huh. It's a loaded question, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> it's a great question. It's by Janae. Yeah. Of course, of course. Did you see where I complimented you, Janae? <laughs> I, look, I, if you talk about who who we think is better in general, I, I I think it's hard to say Carson Wentz is not better physically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe not the wheels, but the arm definitely is. He has the the you know the stature that you want as a quarterback. Um, but I just – I'm telling you, man, you, we talked about it over and over. The mistakes are there, but Carson gives you an energy that it just it just rejuvenates the team and gets them going. A year ago, it was kind of cautious energy, and you saw that four-game run, and you saw shades of it, but he still had issues. But towards – like, the way things have been going with the defense, if you don't have to make too many mistakes, he could be a Jimmy G. You know, he could be a Jeff Garcia. You know what I mean? Where you have a stud receiver, you have good weapons here and there, man. So what, what do you think? My, my struggle with Heineke is the consistency because he shows at times the ability to kind of play within the scheme, play within the game and make and, and do well. Yeah. You know, like we talk about, okay, so, so he's not going to throw it 50 yards downfield for a touchdown, but can he hit a crossing pattern to Jahan Dotson mm. who then makes, he puts this player in, in, a position to make a play, and he True. does. Yes, yes. But then he has these stretches of inconsistencies out yeah. there, of wild throws, of questionable decisions to the point yeah. where – so at the end of the game, it's been 160 yards at the end of the fourth quarter, and now it's right. pop-up time to <laughs> go get your another 100 so you have nice stats. It's like right. that's where I'm like I'm just – I'm sick of that, that, that type of offense. But I also would say that 
Heineke's still probably better for this team right now because of the line situation, you know, mm-hmm. because of the fact that we're, we don't have a good offensive line. They botched the free agency signing of that. <laughs> and so <clears throat> maybe you do need him because of that. Because Carson Wentz may get the Eagles game 2.0 against yeah. the Giants this week if, if Carson yeah. was in there. Or then the San Francisco after that, they'll just tee off on him if he's going to hold the ball for as long as he does. Right. right. And it might take one of those type of games for us to see and, be, and kind of force the hand and yeah. be like, let's make this decision, you know, and, and so we can uh, get it going. Uh, Janae said, you're paying wins good money. Yeah, yeah, we are, we are, but we we got a we got a uh, a back out back. That's the, back that's the position. I mean, yeah. and it's expensive. Oh yeah, it's not cheap. It's definitely not cheap. But look, we're about to go into this game. But before we do, we got one more question. I've, I mentioned it earlier, and it's something that we've been talking about all year long. Will is this the week? Is Sunday night the game that Chase Young finally? returns back to live game action man is this it i'm a, I'm a fanboy out right here for a second ablo get your jersey out of the closet let's go <laughs> you need to be wearing that at fedex on on sunday night because chase uh-huh. young's gonna be back the let's crowd's go. gonna go nuts when he gets out there yes you know I, it, it's happening i think it's been a long time waiting for it there's been a lot of pushing it and and I and he's going to be in a limited role, 10, 15 snaps. I think his role might be third, third and long. Go get the quarterback. Go do that. Go do the stuff that you that you do feel comfortable with out there. Mm-hmm. And and I, yeah, I think he's going to make his debut. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's going to get a sack, but I think he's going to bring some energy to that that defense. I think there's there's going to be a little bit of 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 excitement when he gets out there with his teammates out there. I think it's. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a, it's an energy thing. It's an energy thing. Janae said, "Will he have some rust?" Oh, absolutely. And that's why they're gonna to try to run him on a pitch count. You know, so have him in you know certain situations in there. Not have him, you know, try to go full tilt a whole the whole you know all the game all the plays of the game. Um, but I, I think I think Jeremy's a good point. If he's not playing uh, this game, then he's still and he's definitely hurt. Shelvin. Yeah. Absolutely. I, there's no point in, in continuing to play this game back and forth because, like we mentioned last week, it's not that we don't need him, but we're doing fine. We're doing fine, and there's no point of sitting here trying to mess this whole thing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. He said the temps are going to be cold. Do you think it limits its effectiveness? Hey, you know how you can get stiff if you're not hopping up and down that sidelines. You can get cold and stiff real quick. It happened to Philly in our game when we beat them. Remember that? Do you remember that? <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. yeah. So we'll I think see. he's he's gonna be so excited, you know, national TV, all that stuff. I think oh, it's yeah. gonna be a good return. I wonder if the fact that they flex it to the Sunday night game impacts his decision. Cause you know that's gonna on a on a night stage, you know, cold, a chill coming out. Right. I could just see him bouncing up and down. Oh, come on. With mm-hmm. Heineke in there, mm-hmm. let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Well, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, those were just a couple of questions, man. We've been thinking about some of the things. We wanted to take this episode to kind of do that. We do want to break this down, but we're going to give you a quick little breather because we got to come back to you. But it feels like we've been here before, Will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it 
Feels like we've been here before. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to come back to you with the, some Giants talk. We'll be right back. Let's go. <laughs> the Washington Commanders. There it is. Yeah, buddy. You know what it is. It's your boy, Sean Spencer. My guy, Mr. Will Kramer. He says, oh, y'all got the Sunday night flex? Oh, okay. I see y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a big one. This is absolutely going to be a big one. Let's get right into it. Game 15, the Washington Commanders versus the New York football Giants. Uh, the Giants played a game last week and were destroyed by the Philadelphia Eagles. I believe 48 to uh, 22, I think it was. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. 48 22, something like that. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was not pretty. Jalen Hurts definitely was on full display. They were able to throw it. They were able to run it. Uh, Will, does that bode well for us? That's a good thing, correct? Because, you know, they, they're now desperate. But it didn't look good last week. Right, no, no. I mean, it, I think it, it bode, bodes well for us, one, because now we have the same record. You know, so we, we got even records going in this game, which only makes this game that much bigger. Because oh, yeah. it really you, you really only need to win two games out of your next four and you're in the playoffs. Yeah. So the winner of this game is setting themselves up, you know. Um, and so it, you know, that's just the, the stakes are super high in this one. I certainly hope our coaches took a look at what Philly did. Hmm. And where they fat, where they had success. Now, obviously, we don't have the same personnel that Philly does, but I really hope that they sat there and, and saw what worked for for Philly against this Giants defense and said, "We can do that." Right. You know, Miles Sanders can bust one for forty yards. Gibson can do that. Let's figure out mm-hmm. how we can get that done. So yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting. I'm I'm, I'm hyped for it, man. I'm a because I'm an old man and I, and I go to bed early, I'm going to drink my coffee about 7.30 at night. I've already started planning my outfit for the night to wear. I'm going to be oh, excited. Yeah. I've been oh, quiet yeah. most of the games. I think I'm going to be a little loud. A little amped. folks are actually going to be in town this weekend. Hey! They're going to get to see old Will screaming. Let's go. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to kind of fanboy out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me know if you if they'll be like my mom. My mom saw me do it earlier this year. She's like, you're still doing that. It's like, yes. Are you serious? Come on now. <laughs> Man, I've got the Zubaz pants from the yeah. 90s. Oh, so I, yes. I wear those. I look I look obnoxious sometimes during these games. They they just howl at it. Yes. <laughs> the only thing I can't do is yell. They used to say like they didn't have to watch the game because they'd hear me yelling at the TV or, yep. or cheering yep. along. I can't do that with everyone sleeping in the house. So oh, yeah. you know, at that time. But I will be I'll all day I'll be singing. HTTR in my head all day. There we go. (laughs) There we go. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm definitely excited about it. So my brother, my older brother is is from New York. My dad and my older brothers are from New York. So he was going to try to come down and go to the game. We were going to go with my my niece. I, I think, I don't know if they're still doing the tickets or anything like that. We were thinking about it and I'm sitting here like, yo, it's chilly. It is 25 out here right now and i'm like no nah, is it really is that cold it's, it's, oh it's frigid oh yeah oh. It, it's rough right now so we'll see uh you know he he ain't really even a giants he's a, he's a huge giants fan but he just one of those that likes to sit outside and complain so i was like mm, we'll see we'll see i don't i don't know but it was it was definitely in our thoughts but i'm excited to see i'm excited to see what happens 
Uh, but let's well, let's. Well, I said, but before we go into the next segment, talk yeah. about that. It's going to be cold, man. I when we were a season ticket holder, I used to love when we would play the Eagles. We had several Sunday night games against the Eagles, and right. I'd just get all bundled up. And I mean, I have a Redskins starter jacket. I'd have yep. a hoodie on, plus you know, warm under armor. Like I would have, I would just go crazy during that. I love that game, those types of games. But I think it's to our advantage that this is Sunday night yeah. because. That's going to prevent some of the the FedEx field takeovers if it's not mm. a one o'clock game where they can train back up at night and right. get back up, you know, for work the next day. So that could be in our favor. And it certainly seems like the team is recognizing like they want to see fans show out. Jonathan yeah. Allen bought a hundred tickets that he's passing out. Okay. Charles Leno bought tickets and said, "Tell me who has never been to a game. This is going to be your first game." Ooh. So like the players are getting involved. So folks oh, in the like DC that. area, get your ass to the game. Get That's it. all I can say. Get go. there. We're, this is a, the closest go. playoff game, one of the biggest games in FedEx Field's history. Get oh, yeah. there. Support oh, this yeah. team. Oh, absolutely. Jared says Paisanos and B-Dubs are going to be litty. <laughs> I miss Paisanos. Yeah. Oh, Paisanos is great. They're great. He said, well, with the Steelers and the Packers down for the count, I'm rooting for the Commanders now to the playoffs. Now, the Packers aren't quite out of it yet. There's an outside chance they could go on a run, but yeah. So crazy. Appreciate it, It's true. Very mm-hmm. true. You are very true. Look, let's go ahead and All move right. right along into the next part. Ready, our keys to victory. <laughs> going into our keys to victory going into this game. I will start with one of my first keys. I, I've said it before. I, I honestly think we need to run the RPO. Get Taylor mobile get him moving on his wheels and and i like the rpo more than i like the bootleg because a lot of times when we've kind of had it where he turns his back to kind of hand off and they're running kind of almost a stretch and then he boots back those last couple times that defender is not buying the boot he's not are not buying the run and he's just sticking with the quarterback and that just puts him in an awkward situation, uh, Taylor, in an awkward situation. Let's get it where he's looking right at the defense. That's one of the things I loved about RG3 was that the entire time he's focused on the DN, he's mm-hmm. focused on the corner, the safety. Hey, boom, it's an easier read. And he can, and I think we can sit here and, and uh, be able to get them on some quick stuff up the middle and potentially bust one for a long one. So, yeah, get some RPOs, get, get him more mobile. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, this is kind of a repeat of, of two weeks ago, but we need to continue that that ball control offense that we've got because you know, mm-hmm. we, we can't win without it. But yeah. the Giants are vulnerable. We showed that to them last week. But but I want to see us break one. Philly, yes. you know, Miles Sanders broke one. You know, Philly ran for over almost 250 yards on these yeah. guys. So, like, we did a pretty good job of running against the Giants. I want to do a great job of running against the Giants so that we are letting our defense rest, so that we are not having to rely on Heineke to win the game for us. So I want to have some impact runs, whether it's through Brian Robinson, whether it's Gibson, whether it's Samuel, whatever you need to do. But but I want to see us you know, focus on the run and break something big. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, um, as far as uh, defense, um, one of the things I want uh, – Eyes. I want eyes the entire game on Saquon and Daniel Jones. One of the things that happens, either Saquon was able to get through or if we sold out for Saquon, the Daniel Jones came around the corner. You know, it was fortunate for us that he fumbled that ball early that allowed us to get up early and, you know, take that 10 point lead. But 
as we saw, once they got it down path to continue running it, it was effective, and they were able to get right back into the game, scoring the next 13. So we're going to have to stop those two, like that backfield, that RPO. The very thing I'm telling us to do against them is what we need to stop them because we need to make sure make sure that Daniel Jones has to put it over ahead. We've seen, yes, Guyton got behind our defense, but we know he's good for one big catch game and one or two big drops in the game. You know what I mean? So we just have to sit there and play physical with him, not too physical, but just, you know, make sure that we're kind of in his face because that, to be honest with you, outside of that and what Bellinger, I, I don't, I don't fear anything um, out on that, on that uh, offense as far as receivers. So for me, it's keeping our eyes on Saquon and, and Daniel Jones, every single play. I, I've got very, very similar. Uh, and I think that just shows how important that part is for our yeah. success is it's stopping Saquon. Now, I don't know how he's kind of ding, dinged up, but then the other one is stopping Daniel Jones and making him beat us with the pass, just like you're mm-hmm. saying. Um, our defensive ends are going to be key on this with the RPOs. And are they – is somebody going to be trying to make the big hit on the running back? Right. Where they're going to let the other guys get it and they're going to play, you know, play a little bit more, you know, just play the quarterback and take that threat away from them. And I want to make Jones throw it. One of the big changes that we may see Sunday night versus the last game is the return of St. Juice out there. Because hmm. remember, when Slate burned us, he burned seventh round pick Christian Holmes. That mm-hmm. could be a huge key for us. Jones was impressive to me in the last game. He threw the ball way better than I thought. And he always throws the ball well against us. But, again, our defense was missing some pieces. Yeah. And and now that if, if St. Juice is going to be back, I feel a whole lot better saying, well, Daniel Jones, you're going to have to beat us because I, I feel much better about our, our corners um, and safeties play. Um, just like you said, let's, let's let Bellinger and uh, oh, who is that other guy that made the touchdown catch? Holmes? Got- is that his name? Is it Isaiah who? Holmes? Oh, oh, us? yeah, yeah, like a you Hodges. Know. Hodges, that's Hodges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's make those guys going to be the ones that have to make plays against us. Force them to do it. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Jared said. The matchup to watch is G-Man pass game versus Commander secondary. Uh, makes no yeah. sense for G-Man to run against you. I mean, now they they have been able to get through us, but get they through. Did. But if if we're Big able time. to just shut down that uh, read option or at least limit it, I I just like you said, just there's I don't I really have confidence, especially if G- St. Juice gets back. With our secondary, and especially the way we've been playing, um, and I, I, honestly, this is one of those games where I'm like, I can see at least two picks. You know what I mean? Two picks, one deep ball that we that pick off, and maybe one batted ball, or one like something that Jamin Davis in the flatter, he somewhere he undercuts something. Like yeah. I can really honestly see us really make Daniel Jones have just a bad day. For um, once, can we do that, please? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> come on now, come on. You got any more uh, keys? I got one more. Yeah. I want us to kind of feed off what worked at the very, very end of the game with our passing play. Mm -hmm. Beyond the prevent defense, you know, we saw different routes getting open. We spread the ball out. Jahan Dotson made a a catch and run for a touchdown. Curtis Samuel got much more involved in the pass game. We need to spread that out. Logan Thomas was open against the Giants for a touchdown, and Heineke missed him. It was Mm -hmm. a throw when he had a linebacker in front of him and a safety back, and that's a hard – throw for for Heineke to make if he hits that play it's a touchdown we're we're moving on 
So Logan can get open against the Giants. Let's test their linebackers in secondary. Yes. They don't scare yes. me. So I'm talking about all of the, the an aerial assault. Let's test these corners. Let's test these the, the, their their pass defense because I'm not worried about them. I feel we have a whole lot better players. I like their pass rush. So we need to get the ball out quickly and go after them. Be aggressive with it. Absolutely. 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 My last – uh, like Jared says, it's going to be a fake punt in this game. This is the type of game that there would it be is. some kind of gimmick yeah. something. So don't get caught with your pants down, as my dad would say. Don't, you know, don't get caught sleeping, essentially. Pay attention. Be looking for the most rare. Yeah. Ever. Never worry. <laughs> yeah, right. no, you never, ever. You're right. <laughs> now, thinking about it in hindsight, it's like he did say it. But, you know, yeah, but definitely, you know, make sure you always, hey, you're on your, hey, like my guy Jared said, Dot your eye, cross your T's and dot your I's. Always make sure you're on your P's and Q's. Yeah. Make sure you're always aware of everything that's going on because they definitely are getting to that point where they're, if I'm not mistaken, like one in four in the last five. Or no, they're so, struggling. The, you know, the Giants they, are definitely struggling. After starting off so like what, seven and two, something like that, yeah. they've mm-hmm. definitely been struggling as of late. So, um, hey, there's going to be gambles all around. Absolutely. So, be aware of that. This is one of those type of games that if you get caught napping, they'll they'll get some cheap over over you. Um, but yo, let's go. Let's go right into it. Our score predictions. Will I'm gonna let you go first, man. What what's the score? What do you think's happening in this one, man? So all this talk that I said about how I hate our offense and I can't stand the the terribleness of Heineke's throwing. <coughs> it's Sunday night. Yeah, let's go. It's Taylor Heineke. He's got cojones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just effing excited for him out there. I get excited before every game. You know, it's like I just – this is going to be his time to shine. Let's go. The Eagles whooped them. This this sets us in the driver's seat. We're going to win this game. Yes, sir. We're going to win it. We're going to win it well. 27-13. We're going to put oh. a stamp on, and we are going to the playoffs. Yo, that's crazy. I'm sitting here in my head, 27-14, 27-14. I'm like, we're going to get up 27-7 to and then they'll score late. Yo, yeah. I love <laughs> – yeah. I, I can see that. I can see us. I can see us sitting there scoring, you know, maybe 21 and hitting two field goals or sitting there getting up early. I really feel like we can get up early on these guys. Like, if I had, like, an honorary mention for one of my um, game uh, keys to victory, we need to dominate the first quarter. We need to like like in the Texans game. We ended them in the first quarter. Got that pick six, ran all over them, and we went up in that first quarter. But it was just the way we did it. We need to do that. These guys are literally like on their last leg, and it's it's Mortal Kombat. Finish him, and yep. we need to be, we need to be able to do that, especially going down a stretch. If we're if we're going to call ourselves a legitimate playoff team, we need to finish a team that is is kind of falling back. You know, don't give them any more hope or any life. So, in my opinion, yeah, 27-14, that's what I got. I think um, Taylor get, has, a, has a nice little day. Our running game definitely is good. Maybe even Logan Thomas getting into the end zone. Right. Maybe well, even. I think the fact that we're coming off a bye is to our advantage. I mean, it's going to be a test for the coaches. If you can't come up with a creative, you know, um, game scheme for this one when you've had time to watch the last game and prepare – then we got something got a problem. So I think we're I think we're gonna come out and have ourselves a good game. I okay. think it's gonna be good. I believe it. Jared says 20 to 17 commanders in a game with chicken in overtime. 
which was like, so, so basically like last game. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, no, we're blowing no these guys out. that tight this game. Right. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is this Sunday night. Washington will play the New York Football Giants, both at seven five and one. This game, like we talked about all all, all all night, we are in the driver's seat. We control our own destiny. We win and we keep moving on. We need realistically about two wins to keep us pretty much in the picture, uh, in the playoff spot. And the more wins, the better. So mm-hmm. it's easy. It's definitely, it's gonna be easy. We got a couple middle games. I think. I think with the Browns, I I I still haven't seen anything in Deshaun that oh, really scares struggling. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we can we can get that one, um, and definitely this one right here, that San Francisco game. They're peaking at the right time, and if Purdy mm-hmm. can keep them going, it will be interesting. But it's it's going to come down to that Dallas game. It's going to. And I don't, I hope we don't need it, but hey, what what else? What what better way to end the year and go into potentially the playoffs? So that's where yeah. we're at, man. Again, it's Cooper Rush because Dak's not yeah. going to be playing in that game. Oh, man. Oh, well, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. I don't care. But I, we, we lost to Cooper Rush once, so we need to. Yeah. We need to oh, yeah, we got we to get dumb. Yeah, but yeah. hey, if we had, we had our starter, if we have our backup in, then it's fair game. All right? <laughs> <laughs> we shall see what's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you being with us. Oh, man. Hey, you just froze real quick. You froze with a Oh like, no! Right oh no! You'll see it on the replay, yo, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you being here with us. We appreciate you sticking with us and talking this Commanders football. Stay tuned as we get closer to the end of the season, especially towards that last week of the season. We're gonna have a little special Dallas thing, but we're also gonna go and and recap some of the things that we've said, where we were right and where we were wrong. Never. Where what? Yeah, right. Never wrong. <laughs> Just to where we were right, you know, and, and just kind of talk a little, some of the moments, some of the guests that we've had on, some of the people we've been able to get in where, you know, we were able to talk and sometimes we didn't get a word in. But still, it was fun to have people on here. It's been a great season. So definitely tune into that uh, and tune into all the other great stuff tomorrow night. Let's Talk Football Ladies Takeover will be on. Uh, yesterday, my guy, Will Kramer was on Let's Talk Football, uh-huh. the round table, the trivia show. Hey, how'd you like that, man? That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was nervous, like, with, like would I know the answers to the questions? So multiple choice is very helpful. Yeah. Because, I, you know, yes. even that that final question, I was blanking over guys. You know, I, I never thought of T.O., you uh-huh. know? Uh, mm-hmm. So so that, that was very nice. And uh, you can also obviously tell that Nick is, is well experienced with trivia because he kept it going. Exactly. He kept the pace up. That, that was exactly. important. Exactly. I great. thought that was huge, man. Nobody, nobody got a chance to, you know, kind of go off. It was just a boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. Okay, we all kind of talk about it and keep moving. So, yeah, yeah, that was great. And you can thank Nick for the multiple choice because I was going to sit here and make it like a two part question that you had to think about it. Like mm-hmm. no multiple choice. Hey, make them sweat. No. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was great, and it was great the way it did it. So definitely check that out, ladies and gentlemen. We're definitely going to try to work something out, like that out on here. But look. I'm not gonna hold you long, man. I know, I know you. you, you I appreciate you giving me your time. I know I need my rest. <laughs> Yo, I'm hoping you get to feel better, man. Oh man, it's rough. Hey, that's my guy, Will Kramer. I'm Sean Spencer, man. We appreciate you being with us, and we're gonna go ahead and let you go and send you out on uh, the only way we know how. Peace, people. Stand up, left hand.